Good morning to each one of you. Amen. Uh, We say good morning to our online community as well. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for them and for the local body. Amen. 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 God has been so wonderful to us. And he just want to say some things to us this morning. And once again, we're going to deviate. Amen. We're going to deviate from uh, dealing with the book of Revelations because we kind of got to chew on it a little while before we go back. But this morning, we're going to um, begin in the book of Deuteronomy. And we're going to talk about uh, God's training ground. God's training ground. This is what we're going to talk about this morning, God's training ground. Father, we just bless your name. We honor you. Now, Father God, we just ask in the name of Jesus that you move mightily through your word and allow your word to rest within our spirit and not let one one word, one drop fall to the ground, that we will take it all in into our spirit, Lord God, and we will here and we will act accordingly in Jesus name. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. It's where we're going to begin. And we're going to do a little teaching. <coughs> uh, and as what the Lord say we have to understand about God's training ground and where it is. And Deuteronomy chapter 8, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 2. We're going to read at verse number 2 in Deuteronomy chapter number 8. It says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou would have keep his commandments or no. Hmm. And then verse number three says, and he humbled thee and he suffered thee to hunger. And feed thee, or fed thee, with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee known that man doeth not live by bread only, but hmm, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doeth man live. Now, the first thing that we need to understand is this. The training ground. Where, where do we get our training? Where, where do we learn? Where, where, do we, where are we uh, trained? Um, the Bible says here in, in the book of Deuteronomy, because the children of Israel was being brought <clears throat> out of the land of Egypt. And however, their training ground, just as well as ours, was in the place called the wilderness. Hmm. For all of us, we need to understand that the wilderness is our training ground. 
Now, when it comes down to the training ground, it is a place of submission, and it is a place of obedience. It's a place of submission, and it is a place of obedience. But it is in the wilderness, in the wilderness of our lives, is where God wants to humble us. Because sometimes we can be too prideful, right? We can be too high. So God has to take us through a process called the wilderness in order for us to be humbled. And then the Bible goes on and says that it's also to prove us. Now, that word prove, that means to test us. And the reason why he has to test us is to see what's exactly in our heart. Not that he doesn't know, but that we should know what's in our heart. So he has to take us through by the way of the wilderness. And then to see whether or not we're going to keep his word, keep his commandments. All right? Hmm. Has anybody been going through a wilderness experience? (laughs) Uh, God is going to explain to us where you are right now and help us to understand. Because sometimes we question things. And what God is saying to us is this. God is saying we are being trained in a place called the wilderness. Because we have to learn how to be submissive, right? And we're not always submissive. So he has to take us to that place. And then not only to humble us, but he also talks about uh, for us to, to be hungered. In other words, to, to, to have an empty stomach sometimes, both spiritually as well as physically. Amen. So he has to do that. He, he has to make us understand that we have to rely on every word of God. Now, it's interesting that, that, that the journey that the children of Israel was taken, it was supposed to be an 11-day journey. Tell me how did they end up there for 40 years? Think about our own personal life, how we're supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time within a certain amount of days, and it seems like we're still going around the same mountain. Amen? Oh, I guess some of us didn't already got there. (laughs) But if you're in the wilderness still, that means God is literally training. When you think about, when you think about uh, two things I thought about in basic training, in basic training, when they go into the military, they have first of all, they have to enlist. In the spiritual walk, when we take on the name of Jesus Christ and accept him as our personal Savior, that means we have enlisted in the army of God. And then the Lord has to begin a process where we have to be trained. And he can't put us in pleasant places because we won't learn the lessons. So what he does, he will put us in hard places, those wilderness places, so we can learn some things. Because, see, it's there in the wilderness that we begin to learn a lot of things. We discover different things. You know, they call it boot camp. It, it, 
in our wilderness, Holy Spirit, I hear you. In our wilderness situations or circumstances, we will learn what we're made out of. We will learn whether or not we're able to stand the test. So if we're never trained, then we will never know if we're going to be able to get to the next place. All right? The next example the Lord says, think about this, and I'm quite sure most of us will remember this uh, if we ever had any children or were um, saw anyone that had children. Now, before they get to that final stage of being able to go and relieve themselves by themselves, they put them on those things they call the training pants. Y'all remember them training pants? So you're having to teach. See, that's how God does us. He, he gives us these, these training pants, and the reason why is because we're not always there. A lot of times we think we have already arrived when we, we, when we have not arrived. So we have to go through that process just like that little baby does. When they put on those training pants, sometimes they make a mistake, right? And sometimes they get it right, amen? And every time they get it right, they are rewarded, right? So, so that's how it is with God when he has us being trained in the wilderness. It's important. Now, we're going to look at some places uh, that God and why he trains us the way he does and why the wilderness that we're in is a training ground. There's a purpose for everything. Now, let's go to the book of St. Mark, chapter number 1. 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 Because, see, we, we, we discover some things when we are in our wilderness state. We discover some things. Now, St. Mark, chapter number 1, and we're going to begin at verse number 9. The Bible says, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth. Now, the word Nazareth there means to be separated it also means to be sanctified, and it also means to be crowned in the Greek, all right? So he came from Nazareth of Galilee, and he was baptized of John in Jordan. Now, that word baptized means to be overwhelmed. The word John means uh, grace. So when he leaves Nazareth, he is overwhelmed in grace. But where is he overwhelmed in grace at? He's overwhelmed in grace in the Jordan. Now, to understand that, that the Greek meaning for the word Jordan there, it means uh, a, a watering place, but it also means uh, the river of judgment, a watering place. In our wilderness uh, stages, we will find water pl- watering places where we can be refreshed, and what we sometimes will also find the river of judgment where God has to deal with us. Amen. Where he has to deal with us. So we have to understand it's so important. All right. Now, when we think about Matthew chapter number four, you can kind of write this down because of the fact that in the wilderness, when, when Jesus was, was driven, we're going to get to that scripture also as well. When he was driven, he was driven uh, after being uh, uh, baptized, he was driven into the, to the wilderness. Now, it also says that 
doing our wilderness state because see satan himself began to question who he was it is in our wilderness state is when we learn or we our identity in god is being tested satan will tell you not you're not saved he will tell you you're not anointed he will tell you nobody wants to hear you but those are the things that he he said to jesus christ he says if you be the son of God. So it comes down to knowing your identity. In your wilderness state, we will learn who we are in God, your identity, all right? Not only will you learn your identity, but you will learn that you got authority. And Satan oftentimes will like for you to try to misuse your authority. All right, because we have been given authority. Satan will want us to misuse our authority. And not only will he want us to misuse our authority, but he also wants us to misuse our power. I'll never forget this. Um, that was a minister. <laughs> Bless his soul. He's, he's resting in peace now. And um, at the time, he was kind of walking outside of the will of God. And he wanted us to pray, but what he wanted us to pray was he wanted us to pray that God would take his wife on to be with the Lord. You're looking at me strange, ain't you? Yeah, that's, that's, this is a true story. <laughs> you know, she had cancer, but that wasn't the only reason he wanted her to be taken on with the Lord. The other reason was he had a friend on the side. Misuse of her power. But she said, sister, amen. And let me tell you what God did. i never forget. We were all around the altar praying. You know what God did? He raised up that sick wife and healed her from cancer. See, Satan will get us to try to use, to misuse our power and our authority. So we have to be very careful what we do in our wilderness state. And the next thing is, Satan will want us to worship him rather than worship God. He wants us to bow to him. And it's difficult, it's easy to do that when you're walking in your wilderness state. That's why it's so important that we keep our eyes on God while we're in our wilderness state. Because, see, we're in training. You remember what it said in Deuteronomy? He had to prove, he had to test to see what was in their heart. See, we got to know what's in our heart. Because, see, you know, sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'll, I'll go off. Oh, I only got two amens. I guess, I guess the rest of us keep it cool, right? <laughs> We, 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 we keep it cool, you know, yeah. But, but, but we got to understand we're, we're in training. And because we are in training, we need to know and we're going to discover some things while we are in training. All right? Now, let's look at the Luke chapter number four. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Let's look at Luke. St. Luke chapter number four. And verse number 
St. Luke, chapter number 4, verse number 1. This is what happens when you go through your wilderness and come out on the other side. It says, and Jesus, being full of a Holy Ghost, he returned from Jordan, the watering place, and the river of judgment. He returned from Jordan, and then it's, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Sometimes we ask the question, why, why, why are we here, or why things as they are? But it, here, just like with Jesus, it said he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So if we ever want to question why we're going through what we're going through, we've got to remember that we're being led by the Spirit. But the thing is, when he come out, the Bible said he came out with power. He was full of the Holy Ghost. In other words, when you come out of your wilderness state, you're going to be so anointed. The devil's going to tremble. See, you're anointed. It's in your wilderness state. It's when you become anointed, a greater anointing, because you you test it. (laughs) Think about those military people in boot camp. By the time they get through going through what they're going through, when they come out, they're ready for war. But you can't, they can't go into war until they've been trained. We spiritually cannot go into war until we have been trained. We got to be trained, all right? Have to be trained. All right. Now, let's go to the book of Job. Job chapter number 42. Job, the book of Job. Because we discover some things in our wilderness condition. We discover some things. We discover some things in our wilderness state. So before we want to ask God to promote us real quick, and, and help us to skip over that wilderness state. Well, we're not going to be able to be skip, skipping over it because it's training. <laughs> we need it. It's training. Now, Job chapter number 42. And this is what we'll begin to d- discover in our wilderness state or wilderness circumstances. All right. Now, Job chapter number 42. And we're going to look at verse number 5. Verse number 5 in Job 42. Job 42, verse number 5, it says, now Job is talking. He says, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes see of thee. See, some things that we know about God, we, we, we know it through hearsay, through somebody else's voice, what they've gone through. But once you go through your wilderness state, then you'll be just like Job. You see, your ears, you'll learn that your ears are receptacles. Hmm. Your ears are receptacles that connect us with the outside world. Our ears, they're receptacles. If someone can't hear then it's like them not being able to be connected. But here Job is saying that their ears are receptacles. Their ears are receptacles. Their ears are receptacles. 
And they've got to be able to connect. See, in our wilderness state, we will learn how to connect with the outside world as well as the inside world. we got to learn how to connect. Now, he also talks about just hearing. He had heard about him, but he really didn't know him. Because when you begin to go from chapter 1 of Job and you go all the way to 42, it's only in chapter 42 that Job really has discovered who God is. Because he was going through a wilderness state. He said, I've heard of you. A lot of people have heard of God, but they don't know God. (laughs) They've heard of God, but they don't know God. And then he goes on, he talks about, he says, but, he pauses. He says, but now mine eye seeth thee. He gets vision. You see, in our wilderness state, we get vision. Hmm. We're able to visualize our purpose, and we have to understand that the eye is a gateway to our soul. The eye is a gateway to our soul. But not only that, but if you look at verse number 6 in Job chapter number 42, it will also show us in verse 6, he says, Wherefore I abhor myself. And then he says, And repent in dust and ashes. So once he got to the point of knowing who God was, not just, not just hearing somebody else saying, okay, all right, I, I know about this God you're talking about. I heard about him, but I really don't know him. But then you, your, your vision is open. You're able to see for yourself. And once you see for yourself, it will bring us into a place of repentance. It will bring us into a place of repentance. That's very important. See, in our training ground, in the wilderness, we will come to a place of repentance. So, so Job did that. He understood that, 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 that his eyes was the gateway to his soul. See, sometimes we need to do what they call soul searching. Hmm. See, we, we, our, our eyes, our visions has to be open, all right? So in our wilderness state, we will learn how to know God. We, we will discover God. We will really discover. Sometimes we don't even know that he's a provider until we're tested with nothing. Right? I, I, I told somebody this on Wednesday that um, I was doing something, and, and um, uh, uh, someone had told me they was going to uh, give me a certain thing. And in and, and my mind, I said, well, Lord, I, I, uh, I know what they said, but I want this, this here. This is what I want. And in the beginning, you know, when I, when, when I was in conversation with the people, um, they were going to give me exactly what they said. However, uh, when they asked me, said, you know, what is it that you need and what do you have? And I began to tell them what I had. And all of a sudden, that which I asked of God, it came into play. They changed their mind. And they gave me just what God, I had just asked God in the process of writing I was riding and praying. Now, you got to remember, you got to pray with your eyes open. You don't pray now with your eyes closed. You might hit somebody, okay? 
But 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 God did that, so we will discover that God is a right now God. God hears and He answers our prayers. So we we get to know Him in so many different ways when we're in our wilderness state. All right. Now let's go to Jeremiah. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. We won't be before you long. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number thirty-one. The book of Jeremiah, chapter number 31. And we're going to look at verse number 2. Show you something very interesting that we will find in our wilderness state. And sometimes we don't even recognize it. All right. Now, Jeremiah, chapter number 31, verse number 2 says this. Thus saith the Lord. The people which were left of the sword found, what did they find? They found grace in the wilderness. They found grace in the wilderness. Then it goes on and say, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. Now, in our wilderness state, we will find grace. When we're in the wilderness and in those situations and circumstances, when we are in our wilderness state, we will be able to discover or we will find grace. Y'all know what grace is? Grace is uh, grace is favor. Unmerited favor. Anybody ever got some unusual favor? You're like, wow, me? See, in your wilderness, and I guarantee you that it, you were in your wilderness state, and then God said, let me show you about my, let me teach you about my grace. Let me give you some some favor. Let me give you some favor. And see, that's what God does. In your wilderness state, he gives us favor. He gives us favor. We probably feel like, oh, this. sometimes people think, oh, it's just love. No. It's unmerited favor. Favor that we do not even deserve. But he loves us so much that even in our wilderness state, he grants us favor. That's powerful. That's powerful. But see, all that is training. All of that is training. It's training. Your wilderness state is, is training. So you can experience the grace and the favor of God. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I love favor. I, thank you, Holy Spirit. I love being moved to the front of the line. Y'all might think I'm crazy. I, a lot of times I pray about a whole lot of things. I could be driving up, going to some store, the parking lot for us. And I, I, when I turn in the road, I say, now, Lord, I, I need a close spot. I need a close park. I, I, thank you. I ain't the only one crazy. Amen. I, I'm not the only one that pray for a close parking place. Not that I need it because I should be further back so I can kind of walk some. All right? But I pray and ask God, God, provide me. Ah, close parking space. And you know what he does? He gives me favor. And I get, and I, when I get in, when I pull in, I'm, when I get out, I say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. See, see we, we, thank you, Holy Spirit. The word of God says we have not because we ask not. And then when we do ask, we ask in a miss. A miss means we're doubting. Well, why pray if you're going to doubt? 
Because doubt cancels out what are you praying about. Now, we got some church, got some favor this morning. I'm like, I'm praying about one thing, and, uh, and all of a sudden, wow, okay. Shocked me, but, you know, praise be to God. God answers, and he, he answers our prayer in mysterious ways, trust, mysterious ways, but he does, all right? So in, in the wilderness, in the wilderness, we will discover the grace of God. We find grace. All right, now. Let's look at Isaiah chapter number 43. We just got a couple of places here. Isaiah chapter number 43. Because we're talking about God's training ground. God's training ground. God's training ground. The wilderness is God's training ground. Isaiah chapter number 43 and look at that verse number 19. Verse number 19. There's something else that happens in the wilderness. It says, Behold, God talking, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way where? In the wilderness and rivers in the in the desert, God says now in the in the wilderness, our training ground, which is the wilderness. God said, "I will make ways for you in your wilderness." Anybody had some ways made for them? See, you you you're going through training. You just don't know you're going through training because after a while you're gonna to have to go to war. You'll have to go to war because, see, everything that God gives us, Satan is right there. And we talked about that on Wednesday. Satan is right there to take what God has given us. When you go over there, and I think, you know, we were talking about how Lucifer had so much and he had gained riches and all that stuff. And he was trafficking and I'm like, well, how did he get all that stuff? He got it from you and I. And the rest of the world. He's, because the Bible says he is a thief and a robber. He robs us. Spiritually as well as financially. He robs us. And whose stuff does he have? Ours. Somebody said, well, well how is that possible? How many bad judgment calls have we made when it's come to our finances, Right? We look back over it, right? But the robber, the thief, the Bible says he's a thief and a robber. Listen, if you didn't have anything of value in you because you have a hidden treasure in you, that he wouldn't be knocking on your door. You don't go to a bank to rob it if they don't have no money, right? <laughs> you just go to jail for nothing. If you're going to go to jail, you might as well get some goods, right? So, so we got to understand now, but for us, God will make ways in our wilderness uh, situation, our wilderness circumstance. God will make a way. He will make a way. He says he will make a river in the wilderness. See, he will quench our thirst in the wilderness. Because, see, the wilderness, when you're in that state of wilderness, you, you, you're dry. 
It's almost like your joy gone. But somehow, some way, God, he brings a, 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 a fresh anointing. He, he, he refreshes us in our wilderness condition. But all of that is training. Because let me tell you something. Once, once, once we're trained and you go out on the front line, you're going you to be in battle. You're going to be in war. And he's told us how to war against the adversary. He's told us. All right. Now, he said now, he says now, it will go into spring forth. He says, I will do a new thing. And then he says, he didn't say later. He said, right now. I'll do it now. He said, it's going to spring forth. That means it's going to happen suddenly. Suddenly it will happen. We, we, we will experience the, the suddenlies of God in the wilderness. It's just like when, 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 when Haggai was, was when, 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 when uh, Abraham and Sarah, and Sarah was sent Haggai away. She was out there in the wilderness. But, but God didn't hear her cry, but he heard her son's cry. And he provided for her what she needed. In our wilderness state, God will provide what we need. He will put, and he is so gracious, he will even provide our heart's desire. He'll do that, all right? Now, let's look at these last few verses. Isaiah, we're still going to be in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 43. And we're going to look at verse... Number three. No, not verse number three. All right, we're going to look at, look at verse number. Now, that's not correct. Let, let, let me. You see, the devil is alive. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter number 48. He's always, don't tell you he's a thief and a robber. He's trying to steal my thoughts. <laughs> steal the scripture. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 48. And look what it says in verse number 3. Verse number 3. It says, God says, I have declared the former things from the beginning. And they went forth out of my mouth. And I showed them. I did them how? Suddenly. And then he goes on and he says, and they came to pass. In other words, when you least expect it, bam, there it is. Suddenly. Suddenly. It's a new thing. It's suddenly. (laughs) The moment God speaks, it happens. The moment he speaks, it happens. All right? Now, look at, look at verse, verse number 5. Verse number 5 says this. He says, I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. See, those things that we're receiving, God, it has already been declared from the very beginning. It has already been in motion. It's just that it has not caught up with us. But he says, I've declared it. He proclaimed it. He proclaimed it from the very beginning. And then he says, before it came to pass, watch this, 
before it came to pass, he says, I showed it thee. wonder how did we miss it? Y'all keep that, keep that verse up there. He said, before it came to pass, he said, I showed it to you. He said, I showed it to you. I wonder how did we miss it? He said, before it came to pass, in other words, he said, I revealed it to you. That's why we have to be very careful when we're in our wilderness state. Because we can miss some stuff when we're not focusing on God. He says now, he says now, before it came to pass, I showed it thee. Lest thou should have said, mine idol, that thing we worship besides God, Mine idol have done them, and my graven image and my molten image have commanded them. See, we have to be careful that we don't give credit and God's glory to somebody else. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I got a raise on my job. Praise God. Hallelujah. They know I needed it. No. God knew that you needed it. And he sent it at the time that you actually had some type of wisdom, Solomon, to be able to handle it. Look at what he says. He don't want us to give credit. Get promoted on your job. We thank our boss man for the promotion, right? But the Bible says promotions come neither from the east nor the west. But the promotions come from God, come from above. So who gave us the promotion? It was God. But who do we give the credit to? Man. We give the credit to man. But God says in his word, he don't want us to give it no credit to anybody else except to him. Because in our wilderness state, it is he that has brought us through it all. With every situation, every circumstance in our life, when we're going through our training and we pass the test, we need to give glory to God. Because when we look back over our lives, there's some tests like, wow, I don't know how I came through that. We came through that because of the Almighty we came through it because of the Almighty. It was a, oh, Holy Spirit. It was a training. Have you ever witnessed anybody and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit prompted you and, you and, and, and the Holy Spirit began to bring things up out of your reservoir? Because all of us got a reservoir on the inside of us. And, for, and from that reservoir, the Spirit beckoned you to witness to that person, and you began to share some things about your own life, how God got you through it. If you had not gone through the process of that training ground and learning who he is and what he does while you're in your wilderness state, you would not have been able to share your testimony with anybody. You would not have been able to help anybody. But you see how important the wilderness process is? Because it will help others. It will literally help others. All right, let me finish this. Let's finish this. He says now, verse number six. This is the last verse. Verse number six says this. 
he says, thou hast heard, see all this, and will not ye declare it? I have showed thee, look at this, new things from, y'all remember them little small words? That word right there, it says, this time. I have showed thee new things from this time, even hidden things, and thou didst not know them. See, in your wilderness state, it's when those new things will come up. You didn't know it. What you knew was that you was at a point wherein, well, I don't know how this is going to work. I, I don't know how it's going to happen. God says it wasn't way back then. He said, I'm going to do it right now. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. Then he says hidden things. Some things, thank you, Holy Spirit, some things he hides from us. He hides it from us. He hides it until the proper time for it to come forth. He hides it. Think about, think about your own life. What was hidden from you and all of a sudden it appeared? And we say, oh, this appeared out of nowhere. It appeared at the right time God said so. But we've got to remember that our wilderness, everything we've gone through, everything we've been through was just testing ground. It was just a training ground for you to get to your next place in God. Because, see, the next place in God is going to be a greater challenge. So you've got to be trained for it. Oh, I almost said it. Um, what fool will give a baby, because that's what it is, a gun? Think about it. Baby not trained in that. In the physical. A baby's not trained in that. He's not ready for that. And that's why we have to be careful when we're witnessing to babes in Christ, because we can give them a loaded gun. We can choke them too much, pushing the word down in their mouth. And they're not ready for it. They're still on milk. So, mm, being on meat and milk has nothing to do with age. 